Attention all podcasts of the Solar Federation. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. The intergalactic boombox. What do you call a hen that is looking at a pile of lettuce? Oh, that's easy, man. A chicken sees a salad. Oh, man. Hey, listen to this. I asked my date to meet me at the gym. She never showed up. That's how I knew we weren't going to work out. I'm sorry, mate. No, it's a joke. Oh, oh, yeah, right. You ever wonder who invented the knock-knock joke? I wonder if they won the Nobel Prize. Uh, try again. Okay, how about this one? Why do peppers make such good archers? Uh, why? Because they have an arrow. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, rudimentary creatures of blood and flesh. Ew. To the intergalactic boombox. Kyle Bear here voice actor, and responsible party for everyone you hear on board the universe's only podcasting spaceship. The IBB is brought to you by such awesome non-existent sponsors as Diabolical Danny's Dead Body Spray. Say goodbye to awkward social interaction and clear a room in record time. Need dead body spray? Of course you do. Who writes this crap? Oh, yeah, me. And by the Lake Lugie County Chapter of the Regional Creaky Knee Coalition. Oi, 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 Yes, Shiggles. Shiggles, everyone. One of our regular alien crew members. Hello. So, um, uh, more cool famous people keep departing your earthly plane. Oh, man. And it is seriously damaging my calm. Yeah. I mean, come on, mate. Lieutenant Uhura. Uhura? Lieutenant Uhura. Try again. Lieutenant Uhura. It's not right. Yeah, I I hear you. Rest in peace, Nichelle Nichols, pioneering actress best known from Star Trek, a huge space advocate, and an iconic inspiration to countless fans, passed away in her sleep at the ripe age of 89. Well, at least that's the best way to go, isn't it? I mean, it beats answering phones on a spaceship. Shigs, she wasn't customer service, man. Uhura was a communications officer originally, and then she got command of her own ship. You do know that's just a TV show, right? I thought it was reality TV, mate. I tried to hail frequency sees all the time, but she never pick up. Okay. Say, why don't you go do me a favor? Yeah? And go count all the stars, like in the universe. Ooh, that's a great idea. Ah, could you quit getting your goo all over the floor? I can't help it. All members of me species goo when we walk. Well, here, put on, uh, here, put on some Depends. Thank you. It's time to acknowledge our sad cats. (coughs) Those who donate value for value, by streaming this show through a Podcasting 2.0 app. You can find all those at newpodcastapps.com. Your currency is converted and can be instantly shared to podcast creators with custom amounts, even messages called boostograms. Think DMs, only cooler. DW Duck sent 12 sats from the Fountain app and says, important safety tip, this show is not safe for listening in a shared office space. Boost. Oma sent 110 sats from Fountain and says, epic dad joke. Yeah, Gits and Shiggles uh, collect those at the beginning of each episode. Anonymous sent 621 sats and says, uniquely interesting podcast. Roll on. Dreb Scott from the Castomatic app sent 19,000 sats. 
He says, you mentioned being a band geek. What instrument or instruments did you play? And do you still play any instruments? I played trombone through high school and played bass trombone now with a local community jazz band. Yeah, Dreb, I played on the drum line in middle school and high school. And I played just regular drum set in a jazz band, mostly a rock drummer at home and with friends. We jam out and stuff. I do not still play because I live in an apartment. Maybe one day I'll plunk down the cash for an electronic set and just go deaf with the headphones plugged in. Dreb Scott also boosted 5,277 sats from Castomatic, saying, Boosting the candle farts and Fun Fact Friday ref from last episode. <laughs> Hobbit Nut sent 3,000 sats and says, Them dang aliens get me every time. Yeah, high fives, Hobbit Nuts. How about these nuts? You see what you did there, Cap. All right, all right. Pocket Parlay sent 1,000 sats. Says, Conspiracy is so funny to me. Did you hear that, Ken? Someone actually likes you. Leave me alone, Herbert. I'm working on my new segment. Sorry, man. Tace sent 100 sats and says, Like your podcast. Heart. Dave Jones from the Podcasting 2.0 podcast sent 12,112 sats. My weekly automated sustaining donation in case I get behind in listening. Smiley face. Stop working so hard, man. Kick back and marathon the intergalactic boombox. P Ninja sent 475 sats. Says her, she. Love that joke. Oh, yeah. You want to hear that dad joke? Go back to episode 64 at the beginning. That was pretty good. Easiest way to share back the value you get from this podcast is with the Fountain Podcast app at fountain.fm. You earn currency while you listen to any podcast. And you can choose to convert that to your local currency or stream some back as you listen to any value-for-value-enabled podcast. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them, not just this one. It's the coolest way to support podcasters. The question of the week. What is your biggest pet peeve? Pocket Parlay sent a thousand sats and says, my biggest pet peeve is rude people. They are the worst. Midas from Fun Fact Friday says the term pet peeve. Yeah, that's true. What do pets have to do with getting peeved? Kryptonite says someone says they'll have something done by such and such time or date, and it's not done by such and such time and date, and they don't notify you. Yeah, Kryptonite, flaky people suck. Rio Bakura says banal small talk, especially if it's about the weather or some reality TV show. Hey, Rio, how about that local sports team? Just kidding. I don't like sports. Chris Salter hates people who lick their fingers to count money. Ah, that was disgusting even before COVID. Question. What habit do you have that annoys other people? Are you super obsessive compulsive? Got to have things done an exact certain way? Do you misuse words or phrases? Are you drive too close to other cars and make all your other passengers nervous? I got this big nervous habit even when I'm not nervous. I wiggle my legs back and forth and bounce my heels up and down whenever I'm seated. I just can't sit still and I kind of rock back and forth when I'm standing. I've been like this my whole life. And I remember being in a cartoon recording session years ago, and everybody is seated at their own microphone and music stand for the script. My toes are on the ground. My left leg is bouncing because my toes are on the ground, but my heels just just going up and down. And Laura Bailey, voice actress, very, very popular, takes a pencil and moves her arm down upon my knee very gently, just kind of dropping it down just to make me aware. And that makes me stop. So what is something you do out of habit that totally annoys other people? Send a boostagram on a podcasting 2.0 app from newpodcastapps.com or at me at BoomboxPod on Twitter. August 5th sees the long-awaited debut of season one of Neil Gaiman's The Sandman on Netflix. Yes. Based on the classic 90s DC dark fantasy comic series, The Sandman refers to the character of Dream, who is a sibling to a family of personifications of aspects of existence like death, despair, desire. They sure do love the D. 
Some gender swaps and casting choices have caused a tinge of controversy, but Neil Gaiman assures all that he is very pleased with this adaptation, and if the advanced clips on YouTube are any indication, I think the fans will be as well. Now, the mage and occultist character of John Constantine, all right, movie audiences will recall Keanu Reeves from the 2005 movie, and Matt Ryan from the TV series and cartoons. It's a chain-smoking, super-sarcastic Brit who showed up a few times in The Sandman, actually. But fans will not be seeing him in this Netflix project. Did DC step in and say, Not so fast, Neil, we love you, but this ain't your character. Jump back, kiss myself. I don't know why DC is suddenly James Brown. But anyway, uh, Gaiman explained in an article on Slash Film that he genuinely wanted the Netflix series to not have any sort of MCU-type baggage. You know, new viewers won't be confused and frantically searching out explained videos or do a quick wiki search after binging. So instead of John Constantine, the show is instead introducing Jenna Coleman as an ancestor of John's, Joanna Constantine, which will serve a story function that uh, John originally did. Also, we are getting the actual pronunciation as Constantine, as originally intended. That's taken my brain a while to get used to. Constantine, Constantine, yeah. Changes always make fans nervous, but hopefully the show will entice viewers to check out the original comics and the excellent Audible audio dramas, of which there are two, and part three is coming later this year. DC has decided to permanently shelve Batgirl, a $70 million movie. It was done filming and in the final stages of post-production. Ah. Oh. Oh. How did I know? Drew Grime from the Drew Grime True Crime Podcast. I'm Drew. Beat you to it, dude. So you know who I am. Yeah. Would you like an autograph? <sighs> Why are you here? I'm announcing a full investigation into this unsolved Batgirl mystery. Why would a major movie studio pull the plug on anything with Bat in the title? Really bad test screenings? Ah, but that didn't stop Morbius from getting released in theaters. Twice. Yep. New York Post said the HBO Max project has been totally scrapped. But how long before Batgirl gets leaked and pirated? That's actually a good question. Now, would you like my autograph? No. A selfie? Nope. A video shout-out? Uh-uh. Voicemail greeting? The network AMC is reboot-happy lately. First crafting classic Anne Rice into a new vision with Interview with a Vampire series dropping in October. And now an 80s pop culture icon set to entertain with the return of Max Headroom. Portrayed by Matt Frewer yet again, this glitchy, quirky CG mannequin host was first the focus of a British movie, which spawned Coke TV ads, his own music video show, and two seasons on ABC in the States. Max Headroom will be produced by Elijah Wood. Yep, that Elijah Wood, and Daniel Noah's SpectreVision and All Three Media. More notorious than Max Headroom back in the late 80s was a pirate broadcast, perhaps you've heard about this, where stations in Chicago were hijacked by a mysterious signal showcasing someone dressed as Max Headroom with distorted audio. The video was discovered to be pre-recorded, but whoever was responsible for creating it and getting it on the air has never been found. I watched a little of the Max Headroom pilot episode on ABC, and it had a cool look, but I couldn't really understand what the plot was. Then again, short attention span. Maybe I should hunt it down and give it another shot. Anyway, it's nice nostalgia for Gen Xers, but I seriously wonder if today's crowd is going to pay attention to something like that, or are they just going to think it's some VTuber off of Twitch? From my top-secret underground bunker in Pahrump, Nevada, where you can see my band, the Tinfoil Hats, with their residency at the Papa Squat Motel right off Route 60. Conspiracy here. Don't bug me for tickets. Nobody likes a freeloader. And now, all the news you can't use. Page one. What hairdo was the biggest hair don't in the 80s and early 90s? It just keeps coming back, like your mother-in-law. The mullet. 
which has been known to cause PTSD flashbacks of Billy Ray Cyrus or being subjected to a Joe Dirt marathon. USA Mullet Champs Men's Open Division hopes to woo those sporting the ultimate follicular faux pas with a cold, hard cash prize of 2500 bucks. Don't feel left out, ladies, as I have a sneaking suspicion you aren't missing much. Registration ends August 31st, and no wigs or extensions are allowed. Hear that, Herbert? Ken, you should relax. You need a spa day or something. Bite me. On second thought, don't come near me. Cannibalism is supposedly a thing now with the Hollywood elite. Say, Herbert, are you a rapper? No. Shame. I got the perfect rapper name for you. Post Alone. <laughs> I'm so funny. I love you, Ken. Go hug a cactus. Page two. Looks like someone's found a use for robot dogs that doesn't involve creeping everyone out. James Howells in the UK, back in 2013, accidentally threw away a hard drive containing a current equivalent of $180 million worth of Bitcoin. He seems to think it's buried deep within his local landfill and is trying to convince the city council with an $11 million business plan to search a landfill. But Howells isn't about to dig around himself. Oh, no. He's seeking rich people to invest in employing two Boston Dynamics cyber cujos to hunt for the crypto-filled gadget. If found, he plans to keep 30% for himself, 30% to whoever helps find it, and about $60 of Bitcoin for each resident of his town in Newport, Wales. Now, I have a feeling those robo-rovers will instantly trip all over this junk, wind up lost or break down, and become permanent residents of that landfill. Next thing you know, PETA will invent a robot army to rise up and revolt against mankind because of cruelty to digidogs. Run for the hills, I say. The hills, not the landfills. Page 3. More news about nerds playing God. This time, a couple of yahoos at Rice University in Texas have created zombie spiders. Christened as necrobotics, the eventual goal is to capture insects. Spiders curl up when they die. As well, they should, which reminds me of my ex-wife. But that's another story. In studying the mechanics of their movement, one dead spider's legs was manipulated with an inserted needle, some superglue, and puffs of air. And that dead spider was lowered on a rig, grabbing another dead spider off a flat surface and lifted it up. Nightmare-inducing arachnid grabbers or the world's most disturbing claw machine? You be the judge. I quote the great chaos theorist Ian Malcolm. Scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. That's Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park. Only the greatest documentary ever made. And I'm spent. That's all the news you can't use. Conspiracy here for my dump in Parump. Maybe I'll take you up on that spa day, Kirk. I just noticed you're barefoot behind the desk there. Mm-hmm. Your toes are looking a little rough there, partner. Think a petty might help you out. What does Tom Petty have to do with this? Ah, uh, never mind. Ah, look at the time. The Intergalactic Boombox is shipped directly to your front door in a wet potato sack within 30 minutes or it's free. Some assembly required. Images from the James Webb Space Telescope provided by Olin Mills Photography Studio. Members of our studio audience are closer than they appear. Remember, kids, the words of Zach Galifianakis. The word abbreviation sure is long for what it means. Till next time, totals.